Hello, and welcome back to the Faces of UBC podcast. I am your host, Samuel Villa, and I'm here to take you on another journey through an intellectual and curious conversation I had with a mysterious Basque gentleman who goes by the name of Gorka. He is a student in the Faculty of Arts at UBC and is studying history. Our conversation touched on a host of scintillating issues and debates, including, but not limited to, Spain, the running of the bulls, house music, capitalist and communist ideology, and the oncoming psychedelic revolution in the biological and psychological sciences. This podcast is brought to you by Sam Villa Productions and has no affiliation with the University of British Columbia. You will hear Gorka and I discuss a previous podcast we recorded that was unfortunately lost to the world due to unforeseen technical issues. But we're back and we're ready for business. To reduce the risk of future losses of recordings, I save the podcast continually throughout our conversation, and so there are some short transitions that are filled with music, which I think provides some nice contrast to the conversation. Now, without further preamble, I bring you Gorka. Here we go. Welcome. Thank you, Sam. Welcome. Welcome to yourself. Dude. Part two. Part two. Dude. I'm excited. Yeah. We got into some interesting shit. Yeah. Last time. Last time we did. Sadly, the public will never know. <laughs> <laughs> Lost the time. Lost in time, yeah. Hey man, it happens, you know. Yeah, make sure to save it. This yeah, time. yeah. Every thirty minutes. We're gonna take some. Yeah, we take some save breaks. Save Be smarter it. about it. Yeah, it's chill. Maybe some split breaks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we've gotten. We've already got, gotten into some interesting shit. I feel like what we were talking about, how the difference between the um, Spanish police forces and how each. What are you saying? Like only three provinces having. Um, uh, their own police force specific mm. to that region, right? And the rest have to use the federal, some kind of federal police. Yeah, the rest just have a uh, La Guardia Civil, mm-hmm. which is like the federal, like the RCMP, um, the federal police. And then uh, there are three autonomous communities um, which have uh, that liberty of having their own uh, national police force. Mm-hmm. Um, then the federal police is also present there. But um, so yeah, that's Navarre, uh, Catalonia, and the Basque Country because the Basque Country split into two provinces basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so that some of it is Navarre as well. Yeah, uh, Navarra in Basque, uh, Navarra, Navarra. Um, that's the really the ancient uh, kingdom, like the medieval sort of version of the Basque country. Wow. That it was the kingdom of Navarre, um, which um, Ferdinand and Isabella took over when they married. I don't know if you know the story, right? Not really. Well, yeah, in 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that happened mm-hmm. because uh, he got in touch with King Ferdinand and Isabella. And it was commissioned by them? It was commissioned by them oh. uh, after, I guess, failures in Italy to do, or in Portugal to do the same. Okay. Um, and they they accepted, um, and this was right after during the, um, their war of conquest against the, uh, the Moors, right? Because they mm-hmm. had uh, major control over Iberia, that you know, they're Al Andalus. That was their mm-hmm. their name, the Moorish. Um, so, kingdom. how much of Spain was under Moorish control? Well, then? I mean, they, they were there for eight hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. Which is 
fucking how high wild. up how how much of um, Spain was it? They never got to the Basque country, but the, and this shifted back and forth. And before mm-hmm. that, was like I mean, the, I know like Granada was like the Granada was like the home, right? right, yeah, and you really see it there. But yeah. I mean, it gets it gets it gets pretty high up. Uh, there are some places that are relatively untouched, like um, <laughs> um, Ar- you know, I think Aragon, the Pyrenees, they couldn't mm. really conquer. I you know, I don't know the details, but. I mean that shit's crazy. You can see it in the language. You can see it in the architecture. Yeah. Before that, there were the Visigoths too. And well, and then so after the Moors got defeated mm-hmm. um, by uh, King Ferdinand and Queen uh, Isabella, um, they also uh, expelled all the Jews. They had like a, wow. a ca- Catholic, um, you know, purge, uh, expelled, killed, whatever all the Jews. Because before, during the, which is really crazy, you had a lot of. Um, you think it's just it was just like Islam versus you know Christianity, mm. um, while the Moorish kingdom was right, there. Right. But um, it really wasn't. You had a lot of very interesting like coexistence between Jewish, uh, Muslim, and uh, Catholic, uh, Catholic mm-hmm. um, people in many different communities in different parts of that. Yeah, uh, especially including. Uh, inside the the Moorish kingdom, you had a lot of, uh, but yeah. Then so they they expelled all the Jews and they uh, just sort of took over Spain and they said we're going to form this this union uh, mm. with the marriage right after they married right because um, and did they beat him beat the Moors in wars? I yeah, assume? yeah, yeah. Um, with uh, papal help uh, and influence, wow. right, right, because it's like a Catholic. <sighs> and uh, that's crazy. Yeah, C- Queen Isabella was from Castile, right? You know, Castilla. And uh, Fernando was from uh, Aragon, which is the province in between Catalonia and the Basque country and Navarre in, in the Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, took over all of Spain, including Navarre. Navarre was the other big um, pres- kingdom that was strong, right. had its own culture for hundreds of years, um, running since 800 BC, 1000, around then. Um, so, uh, yeah, they were defeated. And that's that's when you get you know multiple eras of different types of rule, uh, no autonomous rule in the Basque country. You know that shifts back and forth for mm-hmm. a while. But um, so yeah, Navarre was the this is why I started this was the ancient sort of kingdom version of the Basque country. You could say wow. Um, and now Navarre is a province. So the the capital of Navarre is Pamplona, where they do the running oh, of the bulls. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Dude, one of my friends has done has what? done that. Oh. My God, one of the craziest... One of your, um, like, high school friends? or Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the craziest uh, Snapchats I've ever received. And it, no, it, it, he did it for, like, the first, like, uh, I think, because it's multiple days, right? Yep. Running it's every of the eight days, I think it is, uh, that the festival lasts. Yeah, so he did it at least... Seven, eight, he did it at least two or three times. Um, and it was so crazy. Like, I guess as they start, they um, they lie down at the very beginning. And he it was like he was lying down filming sort of the ground oh beside him and out of the fucking gates right in front of him just balls flying literally flying over him like jumping over him and he was like oh my christ christian what are you doing christian <laughs> shout out to your yeah savage. you're a fucking savage christian i'm glad you're alive yeah, families do that like there's like you know Fathers and daughters, or like you know, mothers and sons that just do this as like a family tradition every year mm-hmm. that run together as a family and they do you know the running of the bulls. Uh, so, so uh, cool. It's it's pretty wild and it's a it's a pretty old tradition. Where did that come from? Do you know? No clue. I think it was just. I mean, there's lots of games with with sort of. Do you think that was like an ancient thing? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I imagine it was pretty old. Some I mean, some guy out of the games <laughs> out of the games you can do and like fun. 
sort of ceremonies and traditions. I think one of them is like, I mean, you got some bulls around because you're a fucking agricultural society. Put them, you know, have them chase you. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's the, one of the most or, adrenaline yeah, you, you could get in, in, you know, in your life. So, exactly. I mean, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, so many, like, Americans especially have died in the running of the bulls. Really? Because many of them don't treat it. Because, like, I mean, it's a nine, eight-day fucking trashing, yeah. like, festival where everyone just drinks so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a massive rager, but it's, like, eight days long, right? And it's in the, it's, it's in the fucking, like, city. It's, like, the whole city's dedicated to this festival. Mm-hmm. Um so people are drinking like day and night and then they go to like the tourists go to this, you know, hungover as hell, probably drunk out of their ass. And then, you know, they get killed. I mean, you don't have to be drunk to get killed. No, right? no, I mean, exactly. That's if you get a bullhorn through your stomach. Yeah. Bro, oh man. I luck. have seen, if you want to go down, remember you're always talking about like, or I, I'm always talking about how I go on these YouTube rabbit holes and you <laughs> want, you want YouTube rabbit holes to go down. If you want a YouTube rabbit hole to go down, <laughs> fucking, um, uh, what is it? Uh, like either bullfighting, where the um, bullfighting is fucked, where the uh, bull gores gores the fucking matador, or running of the bulls. You can see some fucked up videos of, of bulls like fucking people up. Yeah, that's one you can go down for a while. Bull, bullfighting is seriously fucked up. Like oh, I, it's I, 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 I mean, arguably, like the running of the bulls is fucked up too. Did but they it's mistreat not like the they're not they're not necessarily mistreated. No, um, they're not necessarily like. Well, made explain angry to people. like to the wider public. I don't know. Many people may not know the whole details of uh, uh, of bullfighting. Yeah, but it's yeah. Not because just bullfighting, it's not it's not a fight between human and and bull. Right. It's it's a fight where first of all the bull often is injured. I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. They and is made very angry because they've been like torturing it yes and yeah. uh they i think they have a, ho- a whole procession yeah, right they, so they, like they, they start varies. with uh like people coming out with uh like small swords and like stabbing yeah. it yeah and then they do a whole other bunch of things that just lames the. and then basically the matador the matador comes he, at the end yeah to, and like, then does the coup d'etat like the the, yeah. the killing and and, and, but, and has the uh the cape, the, the cape right yeah. stuff like that it, i mean it's a big do like, you know that apparently it's a myth that uh bill yeah bills mm. get angry at the color red it's only like you say bulls. because they are so riled up beforehand because the so fucking all they see is they they'll run they'll at, just run at whatever because you're shaking it in front of them so it's not i mean this would be a cool spectacle i think arguably if it was a fight between human and bull if it was <laughs> if it was <laughs> actually <laughs> if you actually had bullfighters that were skilled at like battling out a bull but like on fair conditions mm-hmm. here you got a bunch of swords you got a bunch of man-made uh it's still it's still kind of weird like i mean it's it, still kind of weird it was, I you agree. know it's in our history it's though still, it's still something i would have more empathy for for sure it's still like you Using animals wrong, for I mean, sure. But then I, it's at least so. fair. I mean, honestly, the bull has the upper edge. Yeah, like humans can be clever and shit, but like bull, how how much does a bull weigh? Like five hundred kilos? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, pro- I mean, I can Probably. imagine. I mean, they're massive. They're huge. Chunks of like muscle fit. Like oh, yeah, think about massive fucking. Horns Dude, my out. sisters are. Oh my! Like whenever we uh, so we go hiking, um, and you go to the hills in near where I live in in Northern California, and there are so many. There are tons of cows because you're on grazing land, right? These regional parks are a part of grazing land. Um, and so there are cows fucking everywhere. And whenever we have our dogs, um, oh one of them, or like we... That's, is that allowed to have dogs in the grazing lands? Yeah. Can you walk around with dogs? You can. You can. They, you um, like, <laughs> so I had a dog. Sadly, sadly, she like died uh, last year, but she was, uh, she would go fucking nuts, man. She would chase cows all over the place. Wow. And my other dog used to do that, but he's, like, older now, and so he's, like, more chill around <laughs> cows. But you still have to put him on leash 
because he doesn't know what it is, man. Yeah. Like he's freaked out by it. But like my sister's so afraid because the dog kind of does go crazy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I feel like the more stressed she gets, the cows like animals like really. I I think it's completely true that they pick up on like body la- your body language and sort of vibes you're giving off so much more than you actually think they do. Mm-hmm. Like they read look at what else are they doing, right? They're not really like having big conscious thoughts. They're just they're just in their environment kind of all the time. And they can notice like when this human is tense or like this fleshy thing in front of me is tense or like I can tell it's using aggressive cuz that's kind of universal, you know what I mean? Making yourself bigger or like I don't know. I think it's cross cross species. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's complete bullshit. Yeah. It's, I don't it's know. Yeah, my friend, yeah, going off that my uh I have a friend that very often like uh one of the things he he likes to criticize which I think is a very valuable insight is uh, like the you know um, biological reduction of many things, and it's something that I think you and I uh, very often do. Like to like characterize or explain something, we'll, we'll sort of essentialize it biologically. Right. Say, mm-hmm. oh, this is a evolutionary thing yeah, of yeah. ours, mm-hmm. or we do this because it's an innate impulse, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And and he, my friend, he often talks. And criticizes the danger of doing that, which you know in 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 our history has mm-hmm. has, has led us um, so far. But it's like too yeah, it's often interesting. I mean, with many things, it's like obvious, like uh, desire to procreate or whatever. You could that should totally, but like right. many social processes. I don't know. Maybe think of an example. I don't know. It, like you know, it's often the question like how much can you attribute this to yeah. you know it's the whole yeah. nature versus nurture thing all right. over again yeah I it's think an interesting like yeah there's deep. always i think a, um, a a positive to viewing something from an evolutionary perspective or lens because okay it fits into it gives you insight into where that emotional behavior actually comes from right so if we can see where that comes from and see how now in our world of you know human basically construction um, meaning like buildings, mm-hmm. institutions, government. Um, it's uh, where was I going? Institutions that we've built, human constructions, evolution. Yeah. Um, so so you see how um, the problems that you I mean all the the behaviors, the responses to your environment that would have happened, you know, two hundred thousand or more years ago that had evolved in you, you know, like a stress response. Like you see, this is a perfect example, like chronic stress is a huge problem, right? In the, in all of the Western world, overworked people, mm-hmm. you know? And so that means they have lo- constant low levels of, I mean, I'm biologically reducting, reducing right now, but it is, I, again, it's cool no. to know it like this, right? So it just means it's there's low see. levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, but it's like constantly there, which means you have like, that that's the controller of like your. Have you ever heard fight or flight? Mm-hmm. You know how like when you mm-hmm. know shit goes down, you either cortisol. The, yeah, it's the, sort of a jump. It's like an adrenaline. I need to do something mm-hmm. about this situation. This is bad. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, cortisol is one of the main hormones that controls that response. So they're showing, and that and that is terrible for cardiovascular 
cardiovascular health and all kinds of things. Um, and basically, so looking at that from an evolutionary lens, we see it was actually a necessary, it's a necessary response. It's trying to keep us alive. But in our day-to-day now, things that are giving us stress shouldn't give us stress. We, we evolved that to survive. We didn't evolve that to get a essay in on time or, you know what I'm talking about? You can kind of, you can see... In other conditions, we evolved that in other yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think seeing it from that, that other perspective kind of lets you understand the the feeling a bit more. The simplicity more. of it. Yeah. The kind of almost, the, right? And it's kind like, of necessity. In end, it's in you. And in the end, the, the, the realization uh, that in the end you are sort of this biological flesh machine that's mm-hmm. operating yeah that's on the thing put like, an output like in the i end, respect right? that i i don't think you should bi- biologically re- reduce absolutely everything no but i think it's therapeutic to to understand like uh you know we learned about like the, the epicureans and the atomists and, mm-hmm. and, and the philosophy that you know these people that you know in ancient greek times uh the atomists already sort of just based on logic uh deduced that uh, where just all, everything is made of atoms hmm. because there has to be some fundamental smallest right. piece of something mm-hmm. just based on logic, according to them. And based on that, uh, and from there, they like derived a bunch of like crazy like theory. They said wow. that like colors are just different arrange- arrangements of atoms. So it's like the same thing. Hmm. No, no. What they said was that when you see something, it's actually the atoms flying through, but there are also atoms in the air which filter it out mm-hmm. so that when you're at a long distance, it's harder to see something because less of the atoms get to your eye. Huh. So Isn't it's kind of like, it's kind of right. Fucking trippy shit. It's yeah, this is ancient Greek, like, right. that, you know, atomist, like... Yeah, yeah, just I, thinking. Just literally just thinking. Yeah, and these, um, yeah, these are like, I think pre-Socratic even, uh, wow. pre-Socrates. And, uh, when was Socrates? Socrates you know? was uh, 400... 91 BCE, I think he was okay. born. I, I think that's another. I like how po- they changed it to BCE, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, not yeah. BC, no. no not BC. BCE. Before BC. Common Era. Before right. Common Era, yeah. Um, but we still use the same reference. We still <laughs> it's same still, reference. like, it's we both a, know just, what we're talking about. Just, you know? yeah, exactly. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. And, that's so fascinating. It's and then what they said from there, so that's their physical theory, because all these people have, like, they're, like, trying to discover how nature works. So they have, like, they start with physics, right? Because that's the fundamental laws mm-hmm. of, like, how the everything universe. works, yeah. how matter works. And then from there, they go into logic or a theory of, you know, a theory of knowledge, how we get knowledge. And then they mm. go to ethics towards the end, right? Because mm. after you've learned all of that, and that was the actual order you were supposed to study philosophy, because philosophy wow. was just science, right? Right. Yeah, philosophy was just science, everything that you could possibly learn. And that was sort of the order. You start with physics, uh, and then you you end with ethics. How do wow. we act? Maybe political science, right? Mm. And so the atomists also have uh, the Epicureans who picked up on the atomists later on. They had a specific ethical philosophy based on like this physical theory of, wow. of atoms. And so what they said was, which is kind of therapeutic, we're just a collection of atoms. Mm. And in the end, anything you feel pleasure or pain is just internal processes Ad- atoms they never necessarily never define maybe they sort of wondered but they never de- define exactly how every atomic process works right but they just said it's atoms bumping into each other and creating certain things that you yeah. later perceive as pleasure that's crazy that's exactly like, the current basically the current understanding of 
all of our bodies, right? Trippiest. Of our, of our emotions. Yeah, I mean, they ha- did have some interesting catches. Oh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't think of, like, the like the Vision one, uh, kind of the atoms flying through the air. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Had, I mean, because they were, like, they would dissect people and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. the Epicureans who picked up on it, they were also referring to, uh, this is now in the Hel- Hellenistic era, when you have people... Um, you have a massive Greek sort of empire, right? Because Alexander conquered like Hella, mm-hmm. Hella land. You have an n- amazing network of science reaching from, you know, the right. Library of Alexandria, yeah, yeah. Egyptian knowledge, like Roman. And then you have a, this sort of new um, new era of uh, philosophy, which the, the atomists, the, the later atomists were in who, uh, so they were, and, 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 and at this time you have doctors starting to dissect bodies and, you mm. know, really start to figure out where. Physiology. And, and uh, uh, yeah, no, they had some interesting, like, ato- atomist versions of how, you know, the ear works, mm-hmm. how the eye, you know, so it's, it's, wow. it's crazy, Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? It's fascinating. We, 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 I, I read this book, uh, Agua? Sorry? Agua? Oh, Agua. Uh, I read this book that really yeah. got the sort of scientific, oh, it was A, br- a Brief History of Time, oh, which yeah. is, uh, uh late, great respect. Stephen Hawking, yeah, R.I.P., yeah. man. Like, that, that man, I mean... Incredible, really incredible. He literally changed how we understand the yeah. universe, right? Like he, he's one of the biggest uh, contributors to black hole research or you know, ever, you know? And such a crazy, you know, overcoming that yeah. adversity as well. Amazing. Anyway, this book, uh, Brief History of Time of his is, okay, <laughs> I actually I got yeah. it. Have you? Have you saw? Have you read any of it? I remember I started to read. It, it's like, pretty. Like it's it's pretty. It's pretty dense. But like, it, no. yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dense. But like, if you can get through it, I, I was actually I I started reading it because uh, I met a friend traveling that was reading it, <laughs> and it, I remember I was sitting next to him and we were just chilling. Uh, I was in, it was when I was in Guatemala last uh, summer, and uh, on chilling on the hammock, and he's like he's had a couple of beers, and he starts reading the book, and then he looks at me and he's like. This book plus beer does not work. <laughs> like you need a clear state of mind to be reading it, okay. and you definitely need to go back over back things. Over and read, yeah, and I, I would take little notes as well mm-hmm. because you 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 think about something and it kind of like sticks with you, and you have to. I don't know. He's talking about the fabric. Of, he basically goes from. Uh, the universe being created. Yeah, like and how, brief history of time. Yeah, literally, so. a brief history of time, exactly. And it goes into, and the last chapter is string theory. Oh, wow. And he goes into the math a little bit, and it's like, I, I didn't even attempt to, like, I really skimmed that the string <laughs> theory part because it was so, like, do you know what that is? String yeah, theory? it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, do I understand it? Not no, a no, single no. bit. But, no. like, the, I, the basically the underlying um, theory is that, Part or uh, fields, quantum fields of particles, which is like how we view particles now, right? They're mm-hmm. they're in this quantum probability yes, function yeah. of space time, and like we anyway. I don't really know what I'm talking about, so I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't go on. But um, th- those particles are vibrations of incredibly, incredibly um, tight, tightly stro- tightly tensioned strings. And they vibrate or whatever. They think they vibrate at certain frequencies. And so the particles themselves are all like made up of these strings. And, and then and the field around them is what creates the particles. I don't know how the relation works. I just know like that the vibration of the string somehow interacts and creates 
I don't know, man. That's particle. the yeah, a particle. That's, that's the mind, that's mind blowing. Like that's an actual m- piece of matter. Like or well, I mean, a particle, like a, right? A like subatomic, like an electron. Oh yeah, yeah. or whatever. Well, know. okay, yeah. You know, um, yeah, and it's just like I can't. You can't even get your head around. I, I mean, it's only theoretical. There's no. It's basically maths at this point. Mm-hmm. And maths is weird, man. My my roommate is. I think we talked about. Oh no, we talked about this. In part one, which you guys will never hear. <laughs> Fuck you, Audacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly. Oh, I might to uh, save, save save it. Should I save if it that's now? That's a meaning. meaning yeah, yeah. It's uh, a good idea. So I'm, just, I'm actually gonna stop. So we're gonna take stop. a short break. <laughs> save break. Welcome back to Sam and Gorka's podcast. Ooh, sexy, sexy! Very nice. So we're back. We've <laughs> saved a file. We're here once again in the studio. We're gonna make it big. Make some big money on this podcast. <laughs> huge, huge money. Yeah. Yeah, I found a hundred dollars on. Did I tell you? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah. I was I thinking tell. about that. That's that's like, fucking crazy. That's dude. like ethical, co- like free money, right? Yeah. Cause, like, cause what do no, you do I with it, cash? I picked it up. I was like, bro. So the, whoever lost this, like, I feel so bad. But then, like. How do you? Tra- you can't Who trace it back, is, right? Yeah, and also I was worried because they don't take a hundred, and it could, like because now recently there's a big counterfeit problem with uh, hundred oh, yeah. bills, a hundred dollar bills. Really? And so in a lot of places they don't take hundreds. Mm. So I was like, shit, this could be even fake, maybe because again, like they don't take it. I'll have to go to a bank or something. But then somewhere in Whistler, they just took it, no problem. Even though most places, um, even though most places, um. Do that. I'm just gonna open Audacity. So oh yeah. You can see it. Oh wait. Oh, wait. You recording? Yeah, it's recording on the bottom now. Oh, for sure. I think right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I found a hundred dollars on the ground. Can't return Damn, it dude. to anyone, so it's being returned to me, to my soul. That's and pretty that, cool. And that funded my listener trip for three days. That's really my vacation. Yeah, like I said, uh, retreat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ethically. From class. Free cash, the universe. Yeah, free cash, yeah. You just gotta, you'll probably lose money one day and it'll just get back into the cycle, you know? Ship keeps rolling. Yep. And if it was fake, I, I was able to break it. So <laughs> I don't care anymore, bitches. Uh, nice, dude. Yeah, but... Um, dude, how was that trip? The uh, three days in Worcester was very, very nice. I kind of just was like, goodbye at school. I'm gonna... Peace out for a little bit. Peace out for a little bit and... Sort of, uh, yeah, I know it was great. I skied and felt really good. And we're wait, so was Cougar there with you the whole Cougar time? came on the third day. Okay, uh, nice. he just popped in for a day, took like the 5:30 bus, like, yeah, hung over and showed up. Mm-hmm. And then we skied together, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was hungover. a beautiful day yesterday, sunny, temperature was great, and we found some good snow. So, nice. we were happy. Yeah, I made I made a lot of out of the three days, which awesome. is necessary when you go to, oh, yeah. like it closes pretty early. So you just gotta uh-huh. like, I don't know the first two days I was often like waiting around cause we were a big group of people. So I was like waiting around, but on the third day I was, at the beginning, I was just with Cougar and uh, we were just like lapping. Was lapping, it, was it laps. really warm? No, it wasn't really warm. So no. it like the snow was on the first day. It was really warm. So okay. it was just like a slush party, like, mm. which I love honestly. Really? Like, I don't know <laughs> when it's icy. I hate it. But when it's just like, it, I, I do not that like slush at all though. More than ice. Mm-hmm. Like I prefer that because often it's like the conditions are so that there's ice, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, in this instance, yeah, 
I prefer slush over ice because um, I don't know. It, it's hard to turn on slush. I mean, you can. I mean, true, but I feel like if you lean back, I, I found that if you treat. I mean, I'm no yeah, expert, yeah. but no, like, I, I, recently I was a, a getting it better because I was leaning back and treating it like powder. Yeah, and it was helping a lot. Mm. Dude, that's the secret to dude, skiing. Wall like, sits, dude. It's insane. Like especially if uh, you don't have powder skis. Like yeah, I have like yeah, thin I, ass. I, like, same skis, man. You know? yeah. yeah, no, I I back. definitely want to invest in in some. You can get some pretty cheap ones. Like yeah, you, I saw um, a hundred fifty Canadian for like some like K twos from like not even that long ago, oh, last nice. year or two years ago. Oh wow, really good on some website. I think I I think that was only skis. I would have had to get bindings, so that's another. Oh, that's another story. money thing. True. But still, that's sick. You, I think you can get good deals. Yeah, Ilya got a really good deal. This like a he, powder, powder. Yeah, skin? he got powder skis and boots for. 300 and they're both oh no 400 or something but they're both like brand brand, brand new, new that's nice because yeah. i got i got my second second hand uh pulls mm-hmm. um uh helmet and um sorry uh boots and skis for 200 chill which is really nice yeah and they're solid skis yeah i love the skis they're, they're yeah. fast uh they don't they don't really have edges anymore but oh really they're really fast yeah i edge mine at the beginning of the winter and that's nice. i'm definitely gonna need to wet, wet edge them again yeah though. I've never them, so. Yeah, you should. It makes a difference. Yeah, bet, really big. Ice and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I bet you can hold so yeah, much yeah. more like without Definitely. Catching. Yeah. Skiing's so Skiing's fun, amazing, man. Dude, skiing. It's so weird. I was thinking, I I always think when I'm on the chairlift, I'm like looking around and I'm like, what is this? This is just like <laughs> like thousands of humans in one place just same, taking like man. fucking dude. chairlifts up. Yeah. I I've actually I've had that same trippy thought. Like it's, it's we insane, are these dude. apes. That come to the cold place, like back in the days, we would not come here if we had a choice, right? We're like, it's mountainous and cold <laughs> and there are bears there? <laughs> no. Yeah. But we spend hundreds of dollars. How much does a day pass cost at Whistler? 150 something, uh, right? 150 something, yeah. <sighs> That's crazy. That's and insane. we're coming to put uh, plastic blades on our legs <laughs> and ski down here and get... Yeah, glide down a hill. Just fucking jump and do like. It's absurd. Do like, I, I I agree with you though. It's, like it's I, I've trippy. had that same exact realization. It's trippy. <laughs> I don't know. And now it's and people and we can do it inside. Have you seen yeah, those ones in crazy. Dubai? Yeah, there's there's so indoor wild. ski resort. That's so. Wild. I, mean, I don't even know if I would want to do that. Yeah, they also have <laughs> summer like outdoor ski, like they have like. Oh really? Summer skiing. It's like a inside. You mean? No, like out. Well, outside or inside, but just like no snow. And you just what use normal skis. It's like um, okay, I can pull it up on yeah, showing an image. We have the internet. Um, it's like um, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I I don't know what it would be like, but it's just kind of like a. We'll see. It's like plastic. Interesting. Summer, ski. Like a film almost. Like yeah, it's a, it's a film. Huh. Let's see this. Uh, uh summer skiing. <laughs> Non snow. <laughs> you mean John Snow? John's fuck John Snow, bro. <laughs> you don't like him? He's an oh, what yeah, the hell? This. Oh, cool? is he on wheels? artificial snow? No, Buck Hill. Wow. And this is like oh, it's artificial. Cool. It's like this green. That's what I want to look up. It's like this green. Um, yeah, like a film. What uh, is that? Yeah, I, you know, you know what it reminds me of is. Uh, Almost like a tennis court. I don't know. I've been yeah. on that kind of surface. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. I've been on that. Yeah, here we can see it. 
It's interesting because I feel like Whoa. it's like soft, so you could like turn on it and not be like catching on. That's like, so weird. I, I had no like idea rocks, that that's a thing. Right, like if it was like concrete, then obviously, yeah. Here it looks like you can get your edges into it a bit. Like it's it's almost like a mat. It's right? almost like it's, a track. Yeah, like, a track, but for skiing. Yeah, like exactly. It, it's like a rubber matting with, uh, yeah. That's really interesting. Coming to Minnesota, plastic ski slope. <laughs> that's crazy. I wonder. I feel like. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I bet I don't know. What? Do you, do you, what do you think it feels like? Do you think it feels like real snow? I highly doubt I it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I highly. I want. I want to feel what it. But what I f- it feels like. Yeah, I want to feel because if it's like secure, like if it's stable, then it's like mm-hmm. it's only that. So you're I not mean, gonna run into. It's any never gonna feel as good as of, like of skiing on powder, right? Like that's not gonna. Yeah, happen. yeah, totally. Interesting. There you go. You told me something new. Yep. Artificial ski slopes. That's where we're yeah, headed. Artificial. Wave pools it are oh, insane. Have, have you seen, seen those Kelly videos Slater's? of ones in China no, that I are haven't. huge and they have so many people in them? Oh, no, and no, the no, wave no. goes through and it's like thousands or like hundreds of people, That's you know? Insane. I mean, like actual like surfing wave. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I've seen those. It's like have you I've seen them when they do because they have like um, a train or something that that goes oh, by it and then no, creates no, no. A, I think you saw a gif. Oh, really? I think it's. Or maybe I'm wrong, but I saw a GIF. Oh, is that Reddit not a machine? It's where just... it was like a train, right, like passing like uh, through like water or something because oh, okay. it was flooded, maybe, uh-huh. and that created this perfect wave. And there's a girl riding it. Uh-huh. Uh And she. Was I like, saw though. Oh, I swear it was. Uh, maybe it is like the way they. Yeah, it was the way it was generated. Oh yeah, that is how they generated actually. Yeah. 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 yeah that that is how they generated because. How, in Kelly, yeah, when in the yeah, um, the audience should look up Kelly Slater's wave pool because he did like the sickest one. There's also one in the Basque Country, but one of the pioneers, really, uh, uh, wave garden. Um, but uh, I, I think yeah, it might be something that goes like like through, a wedge of in some between kind. two two pools, and yeah, right. yeah, that has to be it. But you can like adjust it, and it's just it's a perfect wave. Wow! Like there's a barrel in there. It's like decently sized. It looked like a meter and a half or like two meters. Um, it's like training, right? And and I mean, you're getting it, you're repeating it constantly. You can adjust it, and you're getting it over and over again. Like part of the surfing, right? Like you spend like ninety, you only spend like three. I mean, at least, I don't know, unless you're like going out a lot and like seeking the best conditions constantly. Like if you have time to do that, money, etc. You're like you you could be in a shit beach and spend. Five percent of your surfing yeah. time actually having I don't good think waves. Pe- I don't where think you people know that practice well, which is crazy. Yeah, like, people like don't. Skiing. Yeah, people don't realize the most of you what you're doing when you're, you're surfing sitting. is paddling and sitting, paddling right? and sitting. Yeah, and looking for the waves and getting there in a large beach with like. That's uh, why uh, surfers are people. fucking jacked. Yeah, because the, the yeah paddling all day, pecs and shoulders, man. Yeah, and their yeah their shoulder blade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy. You're just waiting, and then in um there there's etiquette uh, etiquette right where, like where if if the wave is breaking um you know you oh, want right. to surf or either to the right yeah, or to the left yeah. where it's not breaking right mm-hmm. uh the one closest in theory to the to the white water where it's breaking right uh has the claim to has the wave. right away but you can calculate often because I mean when you have 
15 people all paddling to catch the same wave. Right. You can see often like some of them aren't going to make it. Like some mm-hmm. of them are just going to like the white water is going to eat them or they're not positioned good enough on like a hard sketchy wave, which mm-hmm. is like hard to get because of like how it's formed. And then you can be like, all right, this guy's not going to make it. This okay, I can I can take it. Wow. Or often you just have to you t- you 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 start. You're like you catch it, you catch the wave, you look to your left, and there's a guy behind you like hey like, and then you yeah. have to get off, which is oh. like super annoying. But yeah, and that's it, yeah, it's weird that it's behind you, right? You have to you have we would have to do yeah. You well, check? and then it, well, no, it's not behind you. It's facing your your well. It, well, it can be. It depends on oh, so if it's going you? left because if if it's going left oh. and you're regular, like I'm regular, right? Okay. Right foot back. Yeah. And if I'm catching left, like for me, left is harder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wave. Okay. So because to, then I'm facing to. Uh, wait, wait, we should back. explain to people like right hand and left hand waves and stuff. Right? Yeah. So right. So you have a as I said, you have the white water breaking on one part of the wave, and to either the left or right of the white water, depending on how the wave has been formed, mm-hmm. uh, you have the non white water. So it means the yeah the wa- the wave is literally falling to the left, falling to the left or, or, to, or to, to the right. right. If if it's a good wave, and if it's a shitty it's, wave, it all breaks at once, right? Right. Um, and, and you're saying the, it's it's easier if you're going the same way if you, that you're... If you're facing it with you're your facing body. It. Okay. Now, for example, I'm a regular foot, uh, footer, so I have my right foot and my back, so if I'm taking a left-hand wave, then my back is towards the wave, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you still do the same stuff, I but you're see. rotating backwards with your arms, right? You're, uh, you're doing turns backwards, whereas wow. if you're... Um, facing to the right which i prefer because then you're you like stand up and you're really like i don't know you're facing the wave you can touch it with your right right hand and you're looking at it you can get all nice and tight whereas in the other one you're like backwards you know you gotta like you know so that's that's the difference and in my beach i think often the left hand waves are better which is oh yeah also teaches you how to surf uh, yeah for um, sure non-regular so interesting man yeah i i've never tried surfing but i uh i was since with a guy i met in indonesia uh, in Bali, Indonesia. and we went to this. Uh, yeah, exactly. so we went, and there's two other islands next to it, and there's Nusa Senangan and Nusa something. Okay. Um, and we were staying on one of them, and I was there to dive, and he was there to surf because oh, nice. the surf there is supposed to be. But fucking, it was like a apparently Indonesia is the heaven of. Yeah, surfing. yeah. So he had surfed in, uh, um, and I've heard like so Kuta Beach is like, Kuta Bali is shithole. This is my judgment. Okay, guys. <laughs> no, but like go there. It is not a nice. It's not the nicest city. Basically, tons of people will come out. And keep, keep asking you. Uh, what does it say? Transport, transport, motorbike, taxis. This happens in a lot of Southeast Asian countries. I'm just picking on Indonesia right now, right? Mm-hmm. But like, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. They, if they're like transport, transport, uh, motorcycle, motorbike, and if that doesn't work, they're like mushroom, magic mushroom, <laughs> weed. Like they're still like uh, offering you just the list. Yeah, yeah. Have. They're like, okay, that the <laughs> the first two products did not sell. What do I got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that sure works. Oh, that. exactly. Yeah, tourists I mean, making a lot of money. But um, anyway, it's just kind of scuzzy and not very nice. Thanks. Um, but anyway, we're in. I'm diving for the like. I dive two or three days, and he's surfing like every day, and uh, he said it was like some of the best surfing he's ever done. But um very pretty sketchy in parts because it was on a very you could Low actually reef. yeah you could look out yeah, and it would just be there. you know it would be incredibly um flat Shallow. it would almost be like a pool you could just walk for really far like i don't getting out there must have been really annoying so if you fall you just hit the yeah reef. exactly yeah, reef breaks dude reef, reef breaks, breaks sketchy yeah yeah and so yeah and then that's the di- and then there's a beach break there's which means beach it's break, just sand break, yeah, yeah? Okay. Yep. 
yeah, reef breaks are are sketchy because also like I don't know, yeah, there's tons like coral reefs have often like some of the most beautiful waves, right? You mm. like you're very, and that's where you get a lot of interesting because like the wave is just the the result of the yeah the, turbulence of the, the water turbulence right? and everything. and the 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 what do you call it? the base mm. the the right. seafloor the floor right? the, yeah the the shape of the floor itself right because if the wave is just a, an energy circle moving through water the way it hits Whoa. yeah it is right deep it, it's it's just dude a, that was cool yeah it, I an mean, energy circle it's moving just an energy through water circle. it's crazy I mean that's what it is and cool. once and you don't see it but once it gets to the shallower part of the sea aka the coast the beach right. reef whatever uh, that energy leaks then, out. Then, no, yeah, then you see it rise up because it hits the floor and no longer is it completely covered by the seawater. So it, it, it rises oh. above and then suddenly you see a wave. And then after a certain point, it just breaks. First, it's like not like it, it, it's not at its tipping point, right? It's just a, a, a small energy ball facing. And then after a while, it's so uncovered by the water that it completely rises out of the water and breaks. Fascinating. And if you have a well-shaped sand floor or reef, that's why with coral reefs, you can imagine, right? You have these crazy formations. Right, right. You, you, you get a different wave. And then mm. also, obviously, wind plays a massive far, uh, right. part, mm-hmm. which the direction of the, the waves, where mm-hmm. they're coming from. Um, so, I mean, that's why, you know, that's why. Yeah, and when, you, when you're able to replicate in a wave pool, like, over and over again, this the wave. The perfect one. That's insane. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they're, like, spots that just have this characteristic wave that I don't right. know if you could, you know, because it often involves... And like, it's the same wave, yeah? Yeah, it's the same. Well, you can adjust it, but, like, it, it just boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom, like, constantly gives you... And, like, that wave lasts, you know, like, a good 20, like, probably, like, 10, 15 seconds, yeah. 20 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, maybe. And you have a barrel, you can get out of the barrel, you know, and then, like, do, like, tricks, do aerials, and then, I mean, it's, it's fucking insane, dude. And, it's, like... Yeah, it's like a parkour gym. It's like, <laughs> it's like a gym, gym to fuck around. But then you can't, you can't replicate, obviously, like, the, the crazy waves that are so famous yeah. just because often right. there's, like, a massive rock there, like, um, um... There's one in the in the Basque country, a reef break that like I've been to pretty often. It's called Rocaputa. Rocaputa, we call Roca it. Puta. Rocaputa because it's like, yeah, there's a rock in it. And, like, in Spanish massive... doesn't mean bitch. Yeah. Bitch rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rocaputa. Rocaputa. And Rocaputa is just like next to this uh, factory. So uh, there's this just disgusting. Well, they cleaned it up recently. I think. Thank what, God. What kind of surfers. factory? Um, I, some masonry deal, oh, I yeah. believe. Was there like a uh, runoff? Uh, m- lots of runoff. And there's a little, uh, this is right before town, Sumaya. And there's a beach in Sumaya. But bef- this is like before against the, the, the wall of the highway, which runs right next to the coast, mm. directly adjacent to it. And you have a bunch of rocks, sort of wave breakers. And it's like a rocky, pebbly wow. beach. Okay. And then you have a bunch of rocks in the water. And a really good wave forms there when it's big in right. like the towns. And, um, yeah, there's a, a bunch of runoff. There's this tunnel that you have to go through just full of sewage oh. that you have to step through from the parking lot that you go down. Oh. I've slipped and fallen in that shit, dude. Oh, Literally, bro. like, when you see in video games or movies, like, the classic, like, river <laughs> of muck. Of and, shit. Yeah. yeah. That. And, like, you're trying to get over on, like, plastic bottles that are – it's just oh. slime. There's slime everywhere. And you walk through it. It smells like utter just shit. Oh, man. And then you're, you, you step on these – little rocks which hurts a good amount too often like and you get to the beach and then you have these massive rocks on on the right side which is um and then in the middle you have a massive rock too and you have to avoid them and if it gets uh too uh high tide it's uh or too low tide uh no 
too high tide, yeah, it, it gets really sketchy to get out. Really? Yeah, I've been like, like it gets super sketchy because like the way the wave breaks against like the beach, like all the way out, mm-hmm. it just smashes against the 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 pebbles and, of the rock, oh. right? So you have to find a time between a set, right? Because waves come in sets, which is also fucking insane. You have a set of six wow. waves, and then you wait. Whoa! And dude, and dude, it's insane how like you start to get and it's to clock know. Worked. But like it's on no. it's on a schedule. No. Well, I mean, it has its own schedule, but like I don't, you can't. I mean, yeah, they say they say around average so nine seconds between uh, nine seconds between, between waves often, but then oh, okay. but then you have but, but sets between open. sets yeah. and sets. I mean, that can be that can change. That can vary so much. It can oh, be like really? two sets in a row, five minutes. Each. Sometimes you're you're waiting. It 10 depends minutes. on conditions. You know, guess, sometimes right? you have mini sets, but like and okay, and then when you get the good set, like you see it from afar and like. After like surfing the same wow. beach for like years, you start to just f- understand where it's gonna be. You're wow. like, wow, that wave looks like that, and like, uh, I think like it's gonna be over there at at this point, and like I'm you're start planning already. Out. And and people like sometimes you see someone just paddle out by themselves, and you're like, oh, there's nothing here, and they're like they they spotted some little change in the ocean that wow. they know you know is it's is gonna wave. come here because like they have experience in this beach wow. at this tide at this hour of the day you know at, in these conditions so they go and boom they catch sometimes it fails sometimes you go a bit too far out so it's hard to calculate but like it's crazy it's just it's that's why surfing is like yeah you think it's just like yo riding waves bro no it's like it's like about like understanding how this force works the fucking ocean it's like sailing right or like yeah. you know it's like yeah that it no honestly though surfing i think weedy. is one of the one of the only sports really to confront nature and such a scary part of nature that the ocean the open the ocean, ocean that the we beast. we still we have no i mean we can make big submarines and boats and hide from the ocean but <laughs> a boat versus you know what i mean a massive uh swell in the ocean fuck it's true man and you, you i'm i think you've told me and I, i've t- spoken to multiple people that also surf get caught under getting yeah. caught under and then you're in that washing machine and you don't know <laughs> and then you get out and Boom! You Another get one, a, right? uh, like a bit of breath in the. <gasps> wow. you know, like, is it is it completely dark? When when you're down there, like when you're tumbling, is it no, in the no, water? It's, it's, no, it's not dark because uh, no. I mean, there's it's a it's light and the white water is white, right? But like mm-hmm. I usually. Close so you my always eyes know which way is up. Uh, no, sometimes you lose orientation of yeah. which way is up. That's yeah. when it's fucking scary. That's scary. Like, I mean, that hasn't happened to me. I mean, I don't have because I feel like if it was ways, dark, but... right, it would be easier to like do that. But yeah. I guess you're saying there's light, so yeah, yeah, you can usually see. I feel like, but like, um, yeah, sometimes yeah, people, you know, in big wave surfing when they're facing like oh man, 10, the ones that know, they get like towed in on towed geez, in jet on skis. <laughs> Holy shit! And even shit. the jet skis are in danger there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> those get jet skis, especially the 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 fucking um, what do you call it? Like the the Red Cross, like the mm, the the, inj- the paramedic. Yeah, people. the paramedic people that are ready on on wow. on ski on um, what do you call them? Um, ski jets. Yeah, jet, jet skis. skis yeah. Jet skis. Um, ski jets. <laughs> that's a crazy fucking yeah. job, bro. Because you're you're gonna you gotta you got you there, have time. You save time someone. It. Someone's been under the water. His board's not popping up anywhere. His body's nowhere. Wow. Boom. They gotta go out and find him against these massive waves. Wow. Boom. Charging like, and that's an actual sport too. Yeah, jet that's, skiing. Jet skiing. Yeah, like, yeah. Waves. I know. Like, yeah. Doing flips. Yeah. Off waves because like they don't surf them. They'll like go against them and right. use them as a jump. As right? a ramp. Yeah. As a ramp. That's yeah. fucking wild. People dude. are insane, man. That's crazy. People are absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah. What's your craziest uh, sport? Like the sport that I've you find done. Crazy. Or, oh, like, that I've sport you find like craziest. Mm. Wingsuit. 
Yes. But by far. Yes. I mean, those I don't people, know dude. Uh, I listened to this really cool um, interview uh, with this guy named Andy Stumpf. Um, <laughs> badass, nice name, I know, a crazy, weird name, but badass motherfucker, dude. He's a Navy SEAL um, that now exclusively, or well, almost exclusively, uh, is a wingsuit jumper. And so he spends like a lot of his time doing wingsuit, wingsuit jumping, and then he'll do some like um, leadership conference type thing. You know, a lot of Navy SEALs are into that kind of world, the corporate leadership. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's insane. Like he has this crazy story of when he's uh, jumping out over, <laughs> he has to be super ambiguous, right? Cause he can't really talk <laughs> about it. So he's like, I am over some country in the Middle East. <laughs> and uh, apparently he's talking about this mission, right? And it's long like prelude, but anyway, this mission gets planned and they need to jump into whatever country because they're doing they're doing parachuting missions a lot, yeah. right? They want to get in somewhere under cover of night, yeah. uh, get in, get out, whatever. That's also fucking. And they, scary. yeah, it is crazy. And the, it, there's people that that's their job, you know. They, they anyway. So he's talking about this mission. So um, they had a translator come, and the translator was from some tiny village in whatever country. This is somewhere in the Middle East. Say I don't know. Could be Afghanistan. Could be Pakistan. Don't I have no idea really. Somewhere in the Middle East. And um, the guy had never been even in a plane before. So what they have to do now is get in, I think it's an AC-130, or one of those huge, or it's something, some military plane, um, where you're in a huge sort of warehouse-looking thing. Have you seen those in the movies where they're like kind of all strapped in on the yeah, on yeah, the yeah, chairs yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side? Yeah. Um, they're in one of those in on the way up, like, on the flight, hmm. the translator guy is just puking, like oh my being God. horribly sick, like freaking out. When it's time to jump, this is something he told us, which was what he said to uh, the conversation, which is crazy. Every what is it? Every second you um, leave between jumpers in an in an AC one thirty when you're flying that far or, or that high and that fast, mm-hmm. it's a kilometer. Yeah, between between. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. It, mm, yeah. What? It's something like that. That's crazy. It's some hot, very far, hot, far distance. I want to say it's a kilometer. Kilometer isn't too far, but like, I mean, that's uh, that's a yeah. good amount. You got to go find them. Like, yeah, exactly. You gotta like re- in the air, you do have a lot of time to, to like sort of see, converge yeah, yeah. and they have GPS. Oh, okay. They but can, okay. he's so, okay. Now, so they have to jump, right? And, uh, or maybe it was 0.1 kilometers. Okay. That would make more sense, 100 right? 100 meters, yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, I don't know. a good amount of sense. I, I mean, the plane is flying pretty fast to the air. Yeah, we could so look like that up. One, yeah. You want to look that up? Yeah, please. Yeah. Fact checking. Let's do it. This uh, goes back to our conversation last time, which I also talked about in Whistler. Oh yeah. About how our immediate I know, man. And I, like I said, I was thinking about that ability to, to remember, right? Yeah. Numbers. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, is that a good thing? Because we rely on it so much, and we're not even good at it. It's not like we're good at like googling. It's right. like we give up after looking at the first page. <laughs> right. After like putting exactly That's word so for true. word how it came to your mind, which is like the most in- incoherent like, way. <laughs> yeah, just like, not fit into the search just like <laughs> uh, query like algorithm. Or just um, like AC one thirty what flight uh, speed speed parachute parachute I don't know. distance between. We'll see. 
Uh, no. Speed between. Between parachuters? Yeah, like what? Distance between parachuters jumping out of AC-130. <laughs> Google. I bet you won't even find it. Okay. Yeah, this first one looks pretty... Uh, what do you think? Pretty. That first one over there looks pretty decent. How vulnerable are parachuters? Or, I'm sorry, maybe not. Hmm. See a number, 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 number? Nope. Nope. Four. No. I want to say, anyway, if we don't find Hi, it... Okay. It's It was something like... We should do the math. <laughs> 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 what a scintillating podcast. We should have Gorka and Hugo. Sam do some math. We should have called Hugo in. We should call Hugo. Oh. This is a crazy... Can we call someone in uh, that would know this? We have I don't a know. Do you think someone right would know this? Do you know someone that would know this? Would someone be able to give us an exact formula? Someone know that's a hard nope no because it's oh no that's like aerodynamics is a yeah story. like drag that's and shit drag. you wouldn't wouldn't know never mind anyways <laughs> um so he has to grab this guy who's being sick right like he starts freaking out they need to be in jump position at a certain times so they're not crazy far away from their um a, a team member mm-hmm. and they miss their timing slot. Because he's like fucking wrestling him. Because basically he's tandem jumping with this guy. He's attached to yeah. him. Um, and he, the the guy actually has all of his shit hanging, like all of his GPS uh, mm-hmm. and communication devices hanging off his uh, harness. Yeah. Um, and the dude is freaking out, right? Finally, they get him off the uh, plane. They jump off. And uh, the guy tries to eventually... He's vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. In the air. In the air. <laughs> the guy didn't know this at the time, but he's wearing it, and he's wearing oxygen mask. Oh, no. So he's vomiting in his, into his oxygen mask, inhaling that, vomiting more. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the most horrible. What the it's fuck? It's the most horrible, like, That's awful. situation. That's choking on while fly, While flying through the air, you know, in the dark. Like, <laughs> so, um, sounds and he's awful. just a translator from some tiny village. Yeah, dude, that's fucked. Um, <laughs> and, and so, okay, he starts freaking out. This is where he makes a mistake, though. He starts to climb up the guide rope. So, you know how you have a, have you ever mm. seen a parachute? Uh, well, mm. I've only seen it on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen He people. starts climbing um, up. Yeah, and pulls those, you know, the things yeah, yeah, that yeah, direct it. control, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, they start a fucking death spin. Oh, no. <laughs> and no, the guy no. starts, like, freaking out. He's like, what's going on? Because he doesn't even see the what's going on. And because uh, it's dark, yeah, ends up having to <laughs> he just elbows the guy in the back of the head <laughs> to what? knock him out because he's freaking out. He can't what like that was what I that's, that's what I would do in yeah, that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably try, yeah, yeah. I, feel like I mean, try it would be better for him out. so that he doesn't enjoy because he's trying to kill like, like he's gonna kill. Also, both he's of them. freaking out. Yeah, so it's better for him to be unconscious. Exactly, and he's he's gonna kill both of them, yeah. right? So this guy's like fuck. What am I like? What else am I gonna do? I have yeah. to knock, and then he comes back, does it again, <laughs> knocks him the fuck out again. Oh, what? And then they how end long up, is the descent? It's a pretty, it's a pretty long descent. Wow. Yeah, that really, I'm pretty, they're, they're pretty high, and they also pull their chute really early because they want to like fly oh, in, fall. fly in, wow. Um, and but anyway, he, this entire time he's trying to get the GPS to work. GPS isn't working. Doesn't know where he is. Ends up just making a landing in this zone that looks reasonably chill. You know, <laughs> crazy. And it's just, wow. it was amazing to me. Like, that was that guy's life. And apparently the, the translator guy get that, gets back to base, um, sleeps for 
22 hours and then quits <laughs> the next day, which I do not blame him for oh, at dude, all. Oh, dude, not at all. That's horrendous. That's awful. Yeah. Especially in, like, I imagine, I assume, not safe conditions for those. Yeah. Right, if they get caught or exactly. seen those paratroopers. Like, yeah, you get, exactly. If you get shot in the air. Yeah, because yeah. I think they crossed a border as well that they didn't want to cross. You know, they were, they were, they were in some disputed totally. area. Wow. Crazy shit. That's crazy. It's amazing, man. Should we save this? People do that. Yeah, shall we? People fucking, that's their job. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Save break. Welcome back to Sam and Gorka's World. And we're here. Thank you for that intro. Of course. That was nice. That was, uh, do you want to credit them? Uh, th- oh, yeah, I should credit them. That's the thing we should do. You should do. Uh, this is Aurelian, a.k.a. KM3, track name Deep Hop. Thank you for listening. Funky. The first one was Henry Wu, uh, a song named Reflections. Mm. Very deep and meditative song I like to play. Golka, you're all about your house, huh? I am about my house. I like it, my man. Dude, you, you're definitely one of the... Uh, I mean, you're probably the main reason that I've actually been open or like heard that music you know oh, can you turn up the mics a little bit like uh little, yeah like up to that line chill dude thank Ooh, you that's better yeah um yeah um, i'm glad it's a it's a nice genre yeah i, I just it's it cool. was i mean it was one that i mean I it has it has a lot of variation it's it's almost hard to call it because it's not like it's not like punk which has i mean punk obviously has a shit ton of variation but mm-hmm. like more i would say like homogenous you know what's tone. interesting is like if you didn't know it if you didn't know the genre, people would say house is incredibly, uh, incredibly generic, right? Yeah. Because they would just hear that what is it, 120 beats per minute yeah. thing, and then be like, oh, it's the same thing. Well, I don't know, because like here, um, I mean, I'm saying this is someone just, f- just from the outside. Oh, totally, in, totally. Right? But like, I think because often the wrong, or like, people are only a certain type of, of variety is, is heard. But like, mm-hmm. right, you listen to this and like, and like. So yeah, and then you listen to like I don't know, like uh, for example, um, like a more I guess you could say like popular. Okay, more mainstream. Uh, or like, oh no, sorry, you listen to that and then you play like, like something like this, (laughs) and this is where it gets interesting. He googled rave '90s, everybody. Yeah, there's this one uh, video. (laughs) Wow, this, yeah, that sounds like... 1989, bro. That's some terrible feedback, though. Yeah. I can. Oh, I think it's just the sound. Yeah, it's just the sound of yeah, the yeah. video. It's so fresh, dude. Wow. Look at all these people rolling at... Like, dude, everyone is on MDMA. Then it was so pure too. Oh shit! And like it was handed out at you know at the entrance of parties. It was right? handed out. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, if you guys look up 1989 illegal rave, come Acid House. Thanks for David uh, <laughs> for showing this to me. This but is it's awesome. crazy. Everyone, yeah, it's it's like 1989. Oh like, my god, this is amazing. Which this is, is insane. Most... Like if you think about 1989, like this is not a time when you think of uh, people like jamming out to house. But, yeah, like, yeah. This is when it was all getting started. Oh, I love this. This, this was hilarious. Dude. If you look up like old school rave dash the morning oh, after morning. the night before, this is a, like in a car park, like everyone just coming out of this illegal rave, like 
in, in the UK and like just dancing in, with no music on. Dude, isn't that, that dazed state? Like that dazed post. state. Look, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing a car park in a field. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, and yeah, again, it's kind of a neglected genre, you know? Well, I don't yeah, know. I think yeah, if I'm you pay it, pay it attention that it's worth like any music, but I think a lot of people do jump immediately to, oh, that's just beats or whatever. Yeah. Or that's just that. Yeah, it's just EDM because it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Which I that honestly that's Chumba what Chumba. I was guilty of, you know. Like I simp I oversimplified it. I mean, I think it's normal. I think yeah. it's very. Um, but I think what it is too. There is like a lot of music that is more homogenous. That is like right. Uh, I don't want to sound like a filthy hipster, but just more mainstream. Uh-huh. You know, uh, that Dirty that hipster. does often end up being more homogenous, and then it gets associated with the genre as a whole. And mm-hmm. and I, it's just not, it's a miscommunication in the end about what it actually is. I mean, same if you know, yeah, you listen, to you I don't know, you just we do that so associate much, like classic american like r- you know rolling stones and think that's all rock you know yeah. in which rock is this super massive right. genre that encompasses but it's so it's much. it's so easy to make that of course yeah oh i heard a one snippet of one song so now i know everything about yeah. this genre right see this is see this is going back to our you know biological reduction thing mm-hmm. like this is an interesting thing like stereotyping right stereotyping a, mm-hmm. a tool that you know as a species you could say right mm-hmm. through a like evolutionary right. perspective, mm-hmm. uh, like very important, right? Yeah. Associating things, categories, category, categorizing. Know, but, um, yeah. But then socially, how do we yeah. explain that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it is true. I think you're right in the fact that it, in, in order to really benefit from that uh, perspective, we need to figure out how we can use that knowledge to actually sh- change behavior, mm-hmm. right? Change our environment, to change our behavior or whatever, give us something, right? Don't just tell us our our flaw. Well, maybe t- I mean being aware of your flaw is a good way of not. Yeah, doing no, it. no one ever. I mean, people complain more than they do um, actually think of solutions. But uh-huh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's harder to. Think it's easier of to. Yeah, but I think we have a it's, another it's due to the complaints that we have the solutions. Yeah, another evolutionary uh, thing we have. You reduction. I know, man. But let me say, <laughs> um, is we have a negativity bias, right? Meaning, we po- we ponder and um, sort of uh, what's the word? Ruminate on negative things way more than we do on positive. So we could hear five positive things that happened, and then one negative thing, and we would hop and hop and go back over the negative thing in our head. Because if you think about it, you wanted that's a ev- good evolutionary strategy when you're you know trying to resolve big problems in your environment like not not having not not having everything in order all the time you know it's a scary thing yeah totally yeah i mean you need to stress about your negative things yeah so you remember about them to be going well so yeah but it's weird because we want our negative things to be positive and then as soon as they're positive we're like oh yeah i did that or i got over (laughs) with right we don't think about it again yeah yeah which which makes you wonder if negativity and the sort of competition is necessary for for thriving for human. I think thriving. it is. I think a hundred percent it is. I think because see many people, and this is exactly it goes exactly at the heart of the conflict of the biological reductionism. Mm-hmm. One of these these people, which you know, these arguments, which many people make, and I think are very 
justifiable mm-hmm. that capitalism is the natural form yeah. of yeah, I think human we, we organization talked about that we talked last about time because yeah. because humans are meant to compete or they thrive in competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. I feel I feel like I've read about studies just like tackling that and and and, and like doing studies in many different uh uh, workplaces and finding that yeah. in in every single one of them cooperation uh, was a way way more efficient and better mm-hmm. tool mm-hmm. Uh, for right. the success of the but the thing is you're looking at like how how many people right exactly you can you can have an auto or an, a small community like we were hunter gatherer tribes where you it's a it's a barter and or it's literally a sharing culture sharing economy right you have something I use it. You use it. Everyone, you can use it. All the hunters bring back meat for everybody. We all eat what we gather. Everyone contributes. Everyone eats. The thing is, it breaks down when you get to society as complex as ours. So I think the whole point of money, right, is it's a universal method of exchange for basically anything. I can give you money. I can give you U.S. dollars, and you will accept it because you know you can buy things in the future with those U.S. dollars. It's like a... It's a universal method of exchange that we rely on the future to use. And using a different method is very difficult to come up with when it's this massive of scale of global trade, right? Money. Like we need, I don't think you could so what's do, the issue? Yeah. I don't think you could do a sharing economy with, with the current, unless you break people up into 150 people size communities and give them I don't know plot of land, but I don't know if that would. <laughs> I don't know. Man, that or would. you remove the the exploitative nature of capital, which is mm-hmm. right ideal, I think. But it so when you say exploited, exploitative nature of capital, what do you, what do you mean? So that you create a society in which um, owners of production of owners of laborers, basically owners of labor, um, don't make. Profit, profit out of labor, whereas the labor doesn't actually inherit but doesn't a that proportional amount of their labor in the in the good that's produced, mm-hmm. which becomes harder to assess with administration and service economy, which the U.S. is now right. But I mean, that's that's I think ideally how you mm. you do that. You because I I think the problem that's exists hard. in the first place because of the nature of the the. Profit motive. Yeah, profit motive inherently, right. conf, you know. I just think that, again, goes back to what we were talking about originally, that profit motive is why we have competition. And I do think, as we was mentioned before, that that theory that sort of evolution is this fight for survival, spread your, you know, well, survival of the fittest, right? Spread your genes as far and wide as you can and live as long as possible, trying to get eaten. Um, and that sort of plays itself out when we have when we have a area of competition and i i'm not one of these people that's saying completely free market ruin because that would be ridiculous that would be because like you're saying profit motive is still there mm-hmm. i think we need regulation especially in industries that are horribly damaging to the environment the fact that it's not still so if you go to a, i think a recent st- uh, i've only i saw a few articles on this um, Australia apparently has really embraced uh, solar energy and it's making huge gains and uh, prices just keep dropping, dropping, dropping. Here, fucking Trump recently put on some tariff, I believe, to the solar industry really harming uh, their ability to produce things at affordable prices. 
Yeah, he's got the coal industry on his back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's... Is he serious about... That's so fucking dumb. Yeah, dude. I don't know. That's one of the worst things yeah. I could think of. But, yeah, I think... they Everyone knows that that's not the way to go. Yeah. But it's just ridiculous know, yeah. that in a time like ours, it's yeah. not becoming economically viable to use so, uh, renewable energy. Yeah, no, I th- that's... It's absurd. We and know we can do it, and we know we can. Do, you know we know we can do it, and I think the same goes for the whole capital. Because you know, you say, yeah, we we thrive in these competitive environments. Yeah, sure, you could say that, like from an evolutionary perspective. But you don't then, need to have. But it's the exploitative famous, capital. Yeah. In the way we do, I mean, it's not an essential thing. I mean, right. it it hasn't always. Exist but when you try it, complex societies that are formed of many, you know, multi. Obviously, I'm, we're ta- if we're talking quick one-time transition, no, like it's you can't suddenly implement that on every level of society. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard, you know, unless you have revolution, right? Slow, you can, you can or slowly, change. gradually do it, right? But um, um, but like, I mean, you, I mean, it, we shouldn't forget at all that we have not. You know, every human has not operated. Every human society, but I would argue even the more complex societies that we ignore and and I think treat as like ancient or whatever, mm-hmm. tribal, whatever, just because they were, you know, in Africa or South America, that were actually very, you know, complex societies with, mm-hmm. you know, multiple classes of people, uh, just like economies of their own, didn't rely on on wage labor capital. You mean like bartering? Yeah, bartering. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, I and, th- and and doing your don't own. Don't you think that breaks down at a like? So I think that would be good. That would be ideal, right? If we could agree on like a universal bartering system, but I, it wouldn't work for again the trade we have set up. I don't know. I mean, you could completely change that and have everything be locally produced, and maybe that would be really ideal. But that would take a huge okay, oh shift. exactly that's the issue with all of this. But it is the path to sustainability in mm. terms of like I think you can they, do you know, know that cities are some of the greenest places on the planet when you when you when meaning like per capita CO two production I imagine I mean, um, because of public transportation or yeah exactly example, all at right? once that many people living Urban in the same uh, in the same area um, you know the aggregate of their CO2 production is actually much less because, like you said, they use public transport, they're not flying, or they're not, you know, whatever the hell they're doing. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and we are seeing more, like, sustainable, uh, sustainably designed places, right? Like, that's becoming a big thing. Sustainable architecture, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would all be, yeah. And then if it was more... Do you think we'll see, like, the shift in our generation? No, right? Dude, I, I don't know. From all, I mean, we see electric right. electric cars around. They're around, so we know the technology's there. They're just expensive, right? Tesla, or uh, they have some cheaper one, I think. But so they're there. They're there. But it's uh, not. I mean, it's a band aid, you know. Mm-hmm. But do you think what's gonna like? Because we need to incentivize just, it, yeah, right? Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. thing. That, again, yeah. in in the capital system that we have now, we need to incentivize renewable energy. It's ridiculous that yep. it, that. Because maybe then, okay, we'll have the oil company shift to renewable energy companies, but still, I don't know. I, do you think that's what would happen? Because I don't know how else to topple, like, how would you topple those giant monopolies like BP and all those crazy oil? And also, all yeah. of the all of the world runs on oil, man. Saudi Arabia, the Middle East. Like, what happens to those countries? Oil wealth? They still have a fuckload of oil. Yep. You know? 
Yeah, people would suffer. Like I don't know, like in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia might suffer. That w- that's why you think it would know? never happen. Or in I mean, there's just an interlocked, you know, thing system there that that maintains it from from going yeah. ecological. You know, which is part of the issue, and it's it's part of the whole capital deal too. It's part of the. It's it's all. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. You know, it's all one. Yeah. One entity. Um, no, and then you see right there with that example how hard how hard it is to break through. So when you ask me, will we see the change? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there'll be rupture and stuff, right? I mean, that's how that's how it works. I think under under the system, like there's yeah. there are constant ruptures, financial crises. Uh, I mean, right. it's just a very unstable. The world uh, is just a system. chaotic the, place. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the the sort of recent modern way of uh, you know doing economics and mm-hmm. society very tumultuous insanely yeah. tumultuous yeah. i mean mm-hmm. world wars i mean global fucking it's just it's it's just a very tumultuous i mean you know back in the day you'd have like tumultuous like uh leadership change and right. battles and stuff constantly like, i don't know and then you know the occasional plague or, or two but yeah epidemic know, it's, it's uh, yeah that's the thing man we don't think about those things we think about the future we try. I mean, it's good to, right? But at the same time, to speculate. Yeah, I, isn't that a thing the Stoics do? They uh, they make future predictions of thing like they would say they would be in a well, random situation, and they would say, "What's the worst situ- like this situation could go?" And yeah. then they would go on on like a internal, you know, train of thought on that, and then they would be present, and then it would, I guess, realize make them realize how lucky they are to be in here and now i don't know yeah they i mean they believed the world was faded mm-hmm. right um so some you know, predetermined so, meaning uh so uh it's i mean they call like it fate, fatalism fated. it's not necessarily like determinism they're not the same like causal determinism is like more associated i think with like um with modern science and uh understanding of how yeah. physics ha- has these fundamental uh-huh. laws and how that would mean that everything is causally dependent mm-hmm. this is also but it's more like divine so it's fatalism so it's not like causal determinism it's like that's something i think that comes with newtonian um huh. like with the newtonian paradigm but it's so interesting uh, fatalism like how they saw you know you have the fate you know this divine thing providence right that mm. directs administrates uh administers everything um and they believe the world was fated no way you can know right what is fated for you but right. You can use your rationality, which obviously we're uh, a species. Obviously, there is uh, divinity because there's intelligent design, right? Just like a house is built, you see that there are regular motions in the heavens, and you say, Mm. okay, there's intelligent design in this place. Okay. Okay, firstly, yeah, there's intelligence. Um, We have a shit ton of intelligence, so we're obviously a privileged species. Uh, they pro- obviously meant the world for us, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. look at those compared to other. Um, so in that sense, and then everything mm-hmm. is faded because um, because everything happens because of something else, right? Uh, and all these things have to be connected. The, the intelligent design thing, they're directing the fate. And obviously every step is directed because the next step relies on the first step. Right. Right, of events. Need, yeah, chain of events, yeah. And so you could never know what will happen to you Hmm. right and they really do did believe i think about like um if you are born under this star you'll die at sea or something right like those kind of little like symbols wow fate but more importantly just like you don't like those things you might be able to sort of like you know uh 
you know, like so it's basically you, you've set off this this unstoppable chain of yeah. events by by being born or by being born yeah so so uh so you don't know what your fate is exactly but, but it is set mm. and you have to do your best because it'll only happen if you do your best to do it right if you think about it act you, if you, you go if you actively act about upon it, it yeah. or if you go actively about it, it could also be a coincidental change but like if it, if we're talking about a personal decision yeah um and you have to think okay i do a or b well, you do your best to rationally leave out those impulses, the the passions, the emotions that you, you need to find within yourself uh, to say that they're not actually that important. And then you need to pursue what you what you think nature wants you to do, what would be the most virtuous thing mm-hmm. to do, which the, the divine favors the virtuous. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, it would be better for you. Um, so yeah, The divine. The divine. It's interesting. Um I don't know how we got there. From so, but they, we were talking about fate. Oh, we were talking we, about um, how, sto- how Stoics imagine the worst possibility. I don't know where that came from, though. Uh, I, like I, I they, haven't heard that, but I can see that being compatible because, like, if, yeah. you're, if you're judging an event, you, like, contemplate. And right. You have to train yourself to do this, they exactly. say. And really think, okay, what would happen if I were to do this? Yeah. Which one is, like, actual rational? Right. Which one is being driven by impulse? Yeah, and, exactly. I guess, that yeah, it keeps you on your path, right? If you can really imagine, I don't know, you know, whatever horrible scenario, however your life turns out, you get homeless, drug addicted yep. on the streets. And that's why they... Ex- and then you're like, well, I don't want that to happen, so I need to stick to my path. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's very interesting. That's a... You know, that's something that's not really taught, I feel like, in school or anything. Philosophy. But, yeah, having the ability to look at yourself, oh. your life, from sort of an outside perspective... Weed helps, actually, I have to say. Cannabis helps with that, mm-hmm. consciously. Totally. Um, it just lets you kind of examine behavior and stuff a little bit more separated from... Yeah, from it's cool. I don't know how accurate it is often, but mm-hmm. it's, it is cool how you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, yeah. No, I was just saying... Um, Oh, where was I going with that? Weed and... Yeah, how it kind of like changes Examining your, yourself. Yeah, perception of yourself... Uh, Personal reflection. Yeah, I don't know. I always talk about that, and but I think it's it's just something that's helped, like that I've really noticed is a benefit to me about weed, about cannabis. 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 They, they say you're supposed to say weed, but like fuck it. They say you're supposed to say. Weed? I mean, they know they don't. They. Who, they, who's they? The cannabis the system. The <laughs> cannabis snobs. Yeah. The, the cannabis industrial complex. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it comes from, or well, the term marijuana comes from a, yeah, an, a wild like a tobacco Mexican. that they would, uh, that they would, oh really? Uh, yeah, wild Mexican tobacco. Oh, okay, right. Um, yeah. And the white, I think it was William Randolph Hearst. He was the um, crazy story. This is basically how ele- uh, kind of weed became illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, William Randolph Hearst, who owned. Uh, he owned the uh, timber, a lot of timber industry oh, right. and paper industry, right? Trees, and he owned journals, uh, yeah. journalists, yeah. Okay. Uh, newspapers. Huge. News- he was actually the guy. If you've seen um, Citizen Kane, that's William Randolph Hearst. Okay. They based like that story of William wow. Randolph Hearst. Um, um, and basically, this machine came out called the decorkicator or something. And you know how? Did you ever learn like? Uh, put it in the cotton gin. Yeah, yeah. Eli Whitney's cotton gin. Yeah, yeah. Cotton <laughs> it was gin. basically the cotton gin. So, the, 
but for V two point for like hemp. Okay. Yeah. So it could uh, process wow. hemp fiber like really, really on a fast basis. Wow. Um, like you could get it off, you know, you know, harvest it much faster than you could cotton, and it was like a real threat to timber. Uh, timber because hemp makes incredible paper and um, can make plastics out of it, biodegradable plastics, all this crazy shit. It's um, mm-hmm. Super dense. It's very dense. It's very uh, like if you you know grow like the stalk hemp stalks mm-hmm. very dense hard wood but very light um oh yeah very light we have a, we have a couple at home and yeah yeah they're big stocks yeah it's amazing um but anyway he basically because he owned uh the newspapers as well mm-hmm. he would invent these stories um propaganda about uh Mexicans or yeah. black immigrants uh, smoking marijuana yeah smoking marijuana and then raping white women yeah yeah. and uh, it spread and the government made it illegal <laughs> in like 1930 something <laughs> which is absurd well done US government you did Good a job. fantastic Good job. job boys and now guess what you're seeing you're seeing all of the benefits that we all knew Cannabis I'm excited for the psychedelic revolution. Yes, and that is coming as well. I think that's really coming. And MDMA and stuff with like PTSD. I think yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it it really is because it's it's medicine that will actually help people. We have medicine now that it's our best sort of like, attempt, to treat and it's the, the quick fix also, to yeah. see exactly. But it's only to treat the symptoms. But like if you could learn, study, imagine if the past decades we were just understanding how psychedelics exactly, affected our mind. yeah. Exactly, man. Just, oh my God. Like, if we really got to, like, the heart of, like, the, the, the crazy, insane sort of mystic aroma, you know, aroma of, you know, this mystic sort of thing Experience. of psychedelics, this yeah. sort of communal shared And also to when, they, when they're able to uh, clinicize it, right? Like, bring it out, okay, you have mild depression, what we're going to do, we're going to give you... They're doing these studies at... Um, there's an organization, I think, called MAPS. I don't remember the name. like It's an acronym. Um, it's in California, and they're doing... They're, that's where all of these PTSD and MDMA studies are going on, and they're doing some other things with psilocybin and depression. And they're basically just working out the protocols and seeing what works. So I think recent, uh, one of the, the psilocybin studies, they'll give you... You know, lots of counseling along with leading up. They'll, you know, have an ex- the experience in a very, Good you know, place. very, yeah, welcoming, loving, safe environment. I'd love to see the design of, like, that yeah, place, dude. That's something too. that makes me very curious. Like, yeah, how, how, how do, do they, they design this? Because it's also got to be scientifically valid, yeah, right? Yeah, valid, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They would need to reproduce it. Reproduce, and, like, it can't be, like, your your classic scientifically valid place room, which is all a white, white room, white yeah, room with yeah. a table that would be terrible <laughs> and maybe a they chair did, they've done that right they've <laughs> put they've, they've, yeah, they put people <laughs> good luck man <laughs> yeah they put people uh, in uh, in MD, uh, what's it called MRI machines when they're on LSD oh right yeah yeah that would be that's weird fucking trippy Have bro you, yeah and like just thinking about what is happening and how your <laughs> your current processes <laughs> in your mind are actually being transferred to a computer <laughs> that, and then <laughs> and all of this has come, you know, to being due to like thousands uh, of years, hundreds of thousand years of like evolution. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. my God, yeah. dude, you would trip, trip out. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you have to be comfortable. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, how do you, 
how do you do that? Because like on one hand, also, I feel you, like have you, you, would wanna, a... you would want to control for people that are new or mm-hmm. re- recent starters of psychedelics have never done for psychedelics. Yeah, I think that's what they did. Done for, well, psychedelics for a long time and people that have done for psychedel- psychedelics for a long time could probably cope easily exactly, with Exactly, yeah. But like someone who's tripping for the first time. No, like, yeah, I think they did it with, uh, with experienced uh, psychedelic users, I believe. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but... Um, uh, that it was incredible. It was the first. Here, let's look at them. Yeah. The, the first MRI, fMRI images. Yeah, uh, I remember. I saw a little of the those, brain. One and of those ninety-second videos. Yeah, with ba- subtitles. Yeah, it's no, really, really, really cool. No oh, the Facebook, Facebook videos. Facebook. Classic. Uh, classic. Those are a new phenomenon. That's a, that's a crazy phenomenon. Dude. Yeah, of our time. But yeah, that autoplay feature. That fucking fucks with your brain. Oh, whoa. Oh. Um. Yeah. What am I looking up again? It does fuck with your brain? Uh, MRI first MRI. Oh, MRI. Dude, imagine uh, VR, VR on acid or on psychedelics, like virtual. Reality. Do you think you would be able to tell the difference? Of course, totally. I mean, you would know you have a, you have a thing on your. Head. I don't think I would like it. No, I wouldn't like it at all. But it would be fucking insane. It would be fucking insane. It would Here's depend on. I mean, if you could get it in the future, where it's going to be like really good, I could pro- I'd probably do it. But I feel like... Have you ever tried one of those? No, I haven't. I haven't either. No, I mean that's a new like experience. Yeah, I know, like, and that's gonna fucking capture people dude it's gonna we're gonna lose people so weird you walk into the living room and there's this guy like just with the thing on his head like, yeah like dude there's this looking around like <laughs> shooting like with his controller like, yeah, or, like okay. and then when they create the gun like the plastic gun version so that you can shoot like yeah uh-huh. placebo um yeah uh, so if you look up the pictures of a um, what is the an graph? fmri is the number the F- like, uh, the that's of, uh, yeah neural activity i believe activity. so the the orange and you know kind of dark it means it's like sort of low level activity but what they really are uh, surprised at is the fact that so if you look at these pictures i believe let's see which is that is that the section it's yeah. pointing to it looks like it um no that's the full brain I think so. This I want to say this is the front and this is the back. Those are the different sections. Those lines are the different sections. The, oh, the different cross, cross sections. sections. I see. I see. Um, yeah. So I think the, this is the front and this is the back. So you see a l- tons of activity in the back of the. No, that must be the front then, right? Frontal cortex. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks like the. I wish I knew how to read this. Hmm. Oh, that that's a cool three D. Graphic image of the brain on fire. This one, so true. <laughs> brain on fire. Yeah, and it's like dude, a three D image. Imagine if you were seeing but your anyway, own MRI live while tripping. Ooh, that, that would, that be, would be fucking insane. crazy. And you saw it like moving. And then moving. it would change because yeah, yeah. of your seeing it. Uh huh. And you would see how it changes. Maybe I don't know, dude. That would be fucking insane. <laughs> that would be wild. Okay, so yeah, basically, if you that? look up these pictures, um, you see uh, the brain where it's not. You know what it's called? Control. No, yeah, no, placebo. no placebo. So no, uh, no LSD. But they don't know it's not LSD. And then what about the placebo? Compare it with the how LSD. Do they, how do they control for the placebo effect? That's why they give them a placebo, bro. Yeah, but how do they control for the psychological induced effect uh, of the first of, of the people that they give it the to pl- that actually placebo, get it of the placebo yeah. of the you don't know what you got, so your mind is faking some shit. And how do you compare that to people who literally aren't who are under no placebo? Because you can see the brain. Okay, okay, totally. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, how do you control for the actual psychological, psychologically induced effects of like your, of you knowing that you're either on a placebo or on acid, and thus like your your mind creates tricks. It's tripping. 
Yeah. No, not what tripping. Do you mean, like, creates tricks. Because when you when you think you what do you mean like control? Okay, when you're when you're given a tab. Oh, sorry. When you're given a tab, and uh, you. But like, what do you mean control for? You see what I mean? Yeah. So when you're given a tab. Because in the study, right? You when you're when you're given a tab, uh, like in a study, and you you don't know whether you're about to trip or not. But they this, in the, the first the researchers know who's on the placebo. I know, yeah? I know. But so in they the first forty minutes, until you're like, okay, yeah, I definitely didn't take it. I got the placebo. Your mind, at least my mind, like when when I don't know, you it think, has placebo effects. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. would that not have an effect on the yeah, but on I w- the on the cerebral cerebral activity of the cerebral? I I I would like. Well, what I'm guessing is from from these pictures as well is you would not see nearly the nearly. same degree of oh, totally. brain activity because it's oh, literally totally. complete. Like, totally that, right. that could well be someone who thinks they're tripping in the first 40 minutes but is actually on a placebo and you yeah. still see their brains totally, totally, totally. not even close to us lit up. But basically what LSD has been shown to do is have parts of the brain that don't usually talk to each other talking to each other. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. see all of this low, in, low level but constant activity Throughout the brain, bro. When I did my when I did mushrooms, mm-hmm. I got a really um, I kind of felt it in my brain. Wow! And I felt it in my stomach, and I had a weird image of it, like of the mushroom I ate rooting in my, oh my stomach God. and living like it's with me it's, now. It's <laughs> <laughs> and I would feel my brain swell because uh, it also um, psychedelics change the blood flow of your brain as well. They don't not just the uh, electrochemical activity. And I felt it. I felt like surges of like pulsing and shit. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> so weird. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, fascinating shit. Fascinating shit indeed. Psychedelics. Yeah, but when they do, uh, when they do, uh, like dose it, you know what I mean? Or when they learn to be, um, you know, more and more precise. When they have these exact protocols down, you're like you have, pre- pre- uh, you have depression. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Um, prescribe you in one session, you know, eighth of mushrooms, two grams, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to come back and you're going to do another dose later on. And we'll, we'll work with a counselor, work with people to help sure, make sure that you, like, gain from this experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, no, it's just a cool, really cool frontier, you know, we're going we're gonna to step into. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> uh, I just... Uh, I wonder what it's going to develop to, you know? Mm-hmm. But as uh, the doors are telling us... Oh, shit, dude. You hear that? It, it is... What are you trying to tell us? End of the night. It's the end of the night. Ladies and gentlemen. And our podcast is slowly ending. It's coming to a close. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you for all the thousands of listeners <laughs> out there supporting us financially, yeah. supporting us more. Patreon page, uh, GoFundMe page. We're uh, doing this for you guys. Yeah, this is all for you. This, this is, is all, all for pro- you. profit motive. And uh, yeah, all thank right. you for having me on this once again, except the first time it was not recorded. Yeah, no, you're welcome, man. Do you want to fade us out? Yep. Goodbye. All right, guys. Have a good one. I'm going to fade out. Fade.